Sorry, I've restarted. I'm ju- I'm recording, but we haven't necessarily started. Because you're making a fucking noise with a water bottle. Okay. Are you settled? Uh, yes. Welcome to episode six of Movie Bong, a period drama special uh, this morrow. Wow, I know. Um, ha, wha, ha, why? <laughs> why is this happening? Well, we did a vote on Twitter, right. which included three suggestions, which were stoner comedy. Okay, that's a bit more hostile. Period drama. Yeah. And silly big disaster movies. And right, yeah, like natural disaster yeah. sort of movies, because we recently watched Geostorm and The Meg, <laughs> right? And they were fucking awful. <laughs> anyway. The Meg was better than Geostorm, yes, to be fair. but they were both dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the people have spoken. Right. They want us to do period dramas. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it sometimes goes a bit wrong when we do genres out of our comfort zone remember when we did um erotic thrillers (laughs) yeah i do all too well uh but i think i think this year is a good year for period dramas we've had the favorite did very well at the oscars yes uh great film uh yes livia coleman got um the oscar for best actress she's fantastic as queen anne what did you think of it you were slightly no, you no, liked it? No, I really like it. it. I really, really like I it. I loved it. It probably was my favourite um, film of this year before I saw uh, that troll movie, Border. I just, I have a weird relationship with the director, Langthamos, is it? Yes. Basically, all of his I movie, love him. Oh, He's I, amazing. I like him and I appreciate him, but... I couldn't say that I have enjoyed any of his movies. What? I have, I have experienced them and I appreciate them and I respect them. And I'm glad that there's someone making movies like that. But I, I wouldn't say that enjoyment is the correct emotion that I experience when I watch his films. I saw Dogtooth many years ago when it came out in the cinema and I didn't know anything about him. Mm. Um, and i just yeah i just went because i think i saw a trailer or it just looked really interesting it was showing at um a local arty cinema um that shows foreign films and yes it was brilliant i was sort of blown away by it it was amazing and i enjoyed every film that he'd done since i think there's only one i haven't seen which is possibly called the alps yes alps, um, is, alps yeah, yeah. which that's the one i haven't seen i need to watch that one i think he did that just after dog tooth um, but I've seen everything else, and I love his work. I love um, The Lobster, and I really liked um, Killing of a Sacred Deer. See, I, I go on and off. Like I hated The Lobster, but I really enjoyed... Uh, Sacred Deer. Yeah, I quite I quite liked Killing of a Sacred Deer, and I, and I found... Um, oh, what was his... I, I found Dogtooth 
interesting. <laughs> I love Doctor um, Who. So, so good. Of the movies of his that I've seen, I do think the favourite is my favourite. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes, I think ultimately, just because the experience, Dogtooth still is for me, but um, I thought the favourite was a brilliant take on the period drama. Yeah. Um, I, it's it's in, it, it felt almost modern, which I did appreciate. Like, it, it does feel very much period drama for a modern audience yes but it was grimier and it was um the shots Mm. um were just more intrusive and the whole thing the acting was it was just a bit more intense but also just darkly funny um and all three actresses i mean there were all it was there was sort of trio with leads really yeah i mean ultimately when you watch the film you do realize that oh yeah well She's Queen Anne, Olivia Coleman is the sort of lead, but she could possibly be in it slightly less than the other two. I'm not even sure. But um, they're both, they're just, yeah, the other two are both brilliant as well. And there's lots of great rabbits in it. There is lots of rabbit action. <laughs> um, now, we should say, we've, um, we went away and did a period drama marathon, like a movie marathon as research and preparation for this episode. Yeah, we have to do research for this thing. We don't just throw this thing together. Like, we really try. <laughs> I say we really try. No, we watched we, two movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we watched movies. <laughs> the, the the first we watched was Atonement. You, you basically forced me to watch Atonement. I forced you to watch Atonement. Yes, I did. Um, and I don't regret it. I'm glad I forced you to watch it. I think it's like... Because I'm not a massive period drama fan. You seem to be a bit more on board with them than me. Yeah, it's not my favourite genre by a mile, but... Um, <laughs> no, you much prefer erotic thrillers. <laughs> yeah, the same, no, I mean, maybe I've enjoyed period dramas or, or, or mix the two. But <laughs> um, yeah, I do enjoy some. I really do enjoy some uh, period dramas. Um, but you're sort of posher than me, you see, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. So to you... <laughs> To you, it's more... Well, you know it a bit more than me. To me, watching like stuff like Gosford Park, um, Pride and Prejudice, shit like that, um, it's more of a fantasy world for me, posh people. I think that's the thing. The thing that annoys me about period dramas is like I've grown up... I sort of went to boarding school and grew up around like... You're like posh, See, rich, affluent people. You grew and like, up. They're vapid in real life. Yeah. And what annoys me about period right. dramas is like they're just as vapid <laughs> on in the on the television yeah. screen. And I, well, I, I just can't appreciate that. I don't know any of real life posh people. To me, are like unicorns. Or You've something. met me. I'm an arsehole. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of getting. I'm forming an idea. Um, but. Uh, Yes, yeah, so I do like, and, and particularly with Atonement, it's just shot so beautifully, and the way it's directed, it's just really good. I just think it's it, really good. It's a pretty good. film. It's a very pretty film. I just find it quite vapid. I don't know. I like. I I just think it's told in an interesting way, and it's um, it's it's tense uh, at points, and it's funny at points, and um, I think it's it's just. And Kira Knightley has got that sort of brief encounter acting down to a T. Yeah, she's um, a very good period actress. Yeah, and McAvoy is great in it, uh, I think. And it's just good. It's such a white girl fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but it's I just think it's a really like it's a it's it's a big epic film. It like looks really epic and that that tracking shot there's a when they're in the like yeah, the war bits, that is it's just brilliant and yeah, when you yeah. look when you just think about it and all the actors i just love looking at all the actors work in that bit and you know all the actors in the background and all it's just on really, dunkirk beach yes isn't yes it? yes um it's just fantastic so why don't you like it <laughs> why do you hate it so much um, we also watched The Little Stranger, which was an interesting little uh, period horror almost, uh, but very slow burn horror, more of a thriller. Um, and that was very interesting. That was by a director who has done something else that we've seen. What, what else had he done? Well, he's a um, really good director, an Irish director that I've liked for a long time. Um, his most famous film was recently he did Room, which oh, was Oscar yes. nominated, which is possibly the only film of his I actually haven't seen and I need to watch that. And that's the movie where Brie Larson won the Oscar. Yes, yes. And she's obviously Captain Marvel at the moment. Yes, yes, So I think it's... Is his name Lenny Abrahamson? Um, He also made uh, Frank, um, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Michael Fassbender movie. Wrote by John Ronson. Yes, um, loosely based on sort of Frank Sidebottom, but also sort of outsider artists in general. Like Captain Beefcake. Captain, Captain Beefheart. <laughs> Captain Beefcake. Beef yeah, that's a whole different movie. That's something you could pitch at one point. I'm pretty I. sure that I've performed on Canal Street <laughs> with Captain Beefcake. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he did Frank, but then he did these fantastic early Irish movies. One called, I think it was called Adam and Paul, and it's sort of about these two um, smackheads, and it just sort of follows them over one sort of weekend. And uh, it's a bit like a weird smackhead Laurel and Hardy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then he did a film called Garage, which is fantastic, um, about this um, guy that works in a, a really rural garage in the middle of Ireland. It's just, you know, um, it's fantastic. And there's also a film called What Richard Did, which is really tense. And so he did all of those films and now he uh, did little stranger which i think has been a sort of it wasn't accepted like you know he made a massive film in room and then that came out kind of just slivered out a bit didn't it yeah <laughs> with not much fanfare well it it feels very much like i mean it's very the woman in black like it's right. very similar yes. and it, and it just sort of feels like a a, a pale imitation of that i know it's not i know that it's an adaptation of of another book uh, Mm. same as the woman in black but it's just a bit samey uh but it but it is also quite enjoyable and i would recommend it it's got dom all gleason in yes um and it's called the little stranger and it it, it is a good little period horror and is it what's her name ruth from wilson from the affair and yeah yeah, from luther is that her name ruth yeah, Ruth Wilson, I think. Um, we'll check that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, she's fantastic, and she's a great um, actress. And um, Yeah, she's fantastic, yeah. and she's very good in this, and, yes. and different to how she normally holds herself. Like She's definitely an actress that can uh, adapt herself. Yeah, I think she really adds a lot to that movie. Now, one thing that I'll say about period dramas is, I, on the whole, I'm not keen on British period dramas. But I have seen period dramas from around the world, and there are some that I really enjoy. Uh, I'll always bang on about Korean movies, because it's probably my favourite nation for, for cinema. Um, 
there's three really good Korean period dramas that I absolutely love. Uh, the Handmaiden, which is Park Chan Wook, who did like Old Boy, um, oh, and fantastic. you know the, the Vengeance trilogy and all that. Yeah, um, I need to see that. There's one called The Tiger, which is a really fun one about a guy who hunts a tiger. I definitely uh, recommend people try and hunt that down. Hunt that um, down. Hey, hey, hey! That was great because it's about tigers. Get out. No, that's a different film. <laughs> um, carry on. <laughs> um, and Age of Shadows is really good as well. It's another Korean period piece. Um, I just think that there's something about the way they do period, which it just sort of adds a little bit of bite. Um, to, I always find period a bit sort of like wet and a bit but one flimsy. Of strong British period dramas with corsets that are like, you know, bang. And they're all just, ah, you know, and everyone's in love and, oh, it's great. No? <laughs> Are you not into any of that? I don't know. What I've about got a very cold, dead heart, Mike. Yeah. What about Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? That looks interesting. I haven't seen it, neither of you, I don't think. We were talking no, about we're, watching we're tempted. that. we're tempted. We should probably watch it. We yes. should watch it after this, actually. Because, mm. I mean, my original pitch would possibly have been, um, like, Attack of the Killer Corsets. You know, like yeah, a sort of, you, were mentioning um, you know, like, 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 I'm not going to go with that, but I'm just saying, like, imagine like a sort of horror film, period drama or period horror film. This is just a, a period sex bitch, isn't it? No, like your, no, no, one no, of your no, this ideas, is more, no, sex bitch. no, no. I mean, that is, you know, one, possibly the greatest idea we've had on this show, but, uh, <laughs> uh, wow. No, uh, no, more like a sort of attack of the killer tomatoes, um, yeah. like kind of thing, you know, attack of the killer corsets. Um, so like a proper trashy monster movie. And also we watched Keep the Aspidistra Flying. Yes. Which you were really excited to watch. Well, this is a Richard E. Grant film, which I hold in my sort of holy four um, of brilliant Richard E. Grant films, which are With Nail and I, of course, uh, How to Get Ahead in Advertising, um, Jack and Sarah, and that, Keep the Aspidistra Flying. Which does have an American title, The Merry War. Yes. Uh, which is curious, considering there is not a war in it. And they're all actually quite sad yeah. and, and not merry <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's on YouTube if you want to watch it under A Merry War. But I think if you put it in Keep the Aspiration Flying. And, and we actually did watch that copy. It's perfectly decent. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd recommend it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you put the original title up, it comes in as well. Um, it's based on a George Orwell sort of um book yeah um obviously the guy known for stuff like 1984 and um uh animal farm yeah so but it's more based on his sort of uh slightly more autobiographical uh, autobiographical go on mate autobiographical well done Woo! <laughs> like a cheering sound effect totally. um writings you know about sort of hit him a bit as a struggling writer um and i just think richard e grant is fantastic in it um and helena bonham carter as well and uh the script's great he just performs it really well it's got really funny bits like frappence i've been reduced to frappence that's a direct <laughs> quote from it when he when he sees that his book uh is you know been reduced to frappence um because he's trying to sell his art he's trying to be a writer he's an advertising exec who sort of uh drops everything to become a um, poet and embrace poverty. It's, yeah, it's good. And we're big fans of Richard E. Grant on this podcast. I love him. 
so go and check that out. Uh, you can ca- you can find it, as I said, on YouTube under the Merry War or Keep the Aspidistra Flying. It's a very Sunday afternoon film, but we did watch it sort of after a night out. Yeah. <laughs> after <laughs> it was several beers. So um, <laughs> maybe not the right situation, but I, I, you know, I stand by that film in any situation. It's great. Cool. Well, let's get on with the pitches. Right. Movie pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Movie pitch? M- Movie pitch. Is this a Mo- sequel to Sex yes. Pitch? Actually, that would be good. Um, I actually did consider a period drama sort of prequel or like ancestor to Ariana Sex Pitch. I was thinking <laughs> like, you know, because it could, I mean, it's such a, she's such a great character. She, she could work in, you know, lots of different scenarios, but like a period drama one, you know, bodies... Would she still have a mechanical vagina, but in the past? Yeah, but it'd be like clockwork or something. (laughs) Yeah, like an industrial revolution vagina. Steampunk. We go steampunk, (laughs) steampunk sex, erotic thriller set in, you know, like, yeah, olden days. (laughs) You have no shame. No. Uh, Anyway, so, yeah, you hate period dramas, but... uh, I'm not a big fan. (laughs) And when you were talking before about um, boarding school yeah. and things like that, it was putting visions in my mind of that strange subgenre of period children's film dramas. All right. Period kind of kids' dramas. Like Oliver Twist. Yeah. Um, or sort of The Secret Garden, Little Princess. Right. Um, Five Children and It, uh, The Railway Children. Um, oh, I love the railway children. Exactly. So, stuff like that. So, um, my pitch is a movie that, you know, exists in that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it is basically a homage to the work of Francis Hodges, Hodgson Burnett. I think that's her name. <laughs> Francis Hodgson Burnett, uh, who wrote The Secret Garden. And uh, and lots of other children's books, The Littlest Princess or The Little Princess or some sort of princess. I don't know. She wrote all these kids' books. And I was forced I was forced to read them uh, as a child in primary school. Forced to. Forced. At gunpoint. Um, yes, in a dark basement. Um, and I just have a little candle and, they, and um, mother would make me read them um, over and over. Uh, or I'd be caned. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, but I did read them in school, so I was kind of forced to read them because it was in primary school, and you know everyone had the book, and then but then the the teacher would have the book and then read it out, and I'd be like, I fucking hate the Secret Garden, basically. At school, I, I was I was forced to read Pride and Prejudice and Emma, and now I think Jane Austen is a fucking cunt. And like, she's not, I'm sure she's, you know, she's definitely talented and one of the greatest literary figures of, you know, the, the whatever century, mm. but yeah, I'm glad to but, think she's talented. She's definitely but talented. the way it was taught at school made me hate it. Like yes. I appreciate Shakespeare now, but I hated it at school. Well, y- yeah. Well, that's the same with this. I hated um, this author's stuff, but then as I kind of revisit it um, as uh you know, uh, as an older and wiser gentleman, um, I hate it even more. So, <laughs> um, no, uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, and there, there were movies made. There's a 90s movie um, of The Secret Garden. And basically, 
my film is a sort of homage to that uh, that story, that film, and that book, um, and the work of that author. So I had planned this as a book that I was going to write years ago. Oh. Uh, right. And uh, I never got around to it. Everyone, everyone says, people say that everyone has a, a, a book inside them, or at least one book inside them, right? Yeah. And I think this could be my book. This is your book. But can't be arsed writing it. So I'm, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, you know, shoving it out as a movie pitch. So actually, this is a sort of adaption of my own imaginary book, but the, mo- the pitch for the movie version of it. Maybe this should be like a new modern parable, you know, like uh, every person has a half-baked podcast idea inside of them. Yes, <laughs> they do. They really do. We do. <laughs> um, so, uh, so it's 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 gone from a lot of working titles, mm-hmm. bashed around a lot of different uh, ideas. I'll, I'll throw a few out, and then we'll see later on when I describe the film whether any of them fit. Or you know, there was it's very much a homage to the Secret Gardens. There was Cecilia's Forbidden Lady Garden, uh, the Lady Garden. Whoa, Mike! What, whoa, again! What, whoa, 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 whoa! What? What? You're interrupting me. What? This, this is again completely inappropriate. What? Well, <laughs> well it's nothing sexy. It's no sex. It's a, you said Lady Garden. Yeah, but it's an actual garden. This is meant to That's be for, ch- for children. Yes, because it's a garden owned by a lady. It's got... It's oh, a no. lady, like a lady, you know, like the like a lady. I'm like just a, saying that could be misconstrued. I don't know how. I think marketing would have an issue with yeah. that. Also, okay, 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 well, scratch those ideas. We just call it The Spores, but that sounds like a <laughs> horror film. Um, you'll see why it's called The Spores in a bit. Um, or the original... <laughs> <laughs> the original title I had uh, for the book, yeah. which was um, like speech, you know, speech marks, and apparently her father has TB, and that was going to be the title. Anyway, um, right, so, those are three very different titles. Well, but- it, I've, I've had this idea for m- about 10 to 15 years. <laughs> it's Bandied around my head. Mm. It's taking twists. It's taking turns. Yeah, it sounds you, it. You force me into fucking jamming it into a quick screenplay, <laughs> and I'm trying my best, Red. Um, but anyway, they're just working titles. So hopefully, okay. yeah. we'll come up with the definitive title. Could be something completely new. Forget those ideas. You know, whatever. Uh, after you've heard my pitch. So, um, so yeah, the um, start of the 20th century, turn of the 20th century. Um, Secret Garden beginning, basically. I don't know if you're familiar with the plot yeah, yeah, of yeah. Secret Garden. Um, so, uh, you know, this little girl's spoiled girl. Family hates her. Um, family dies in India, you know, and she gets carted off to England uh, to live in a house from a distant relative. Um, maybe her family were sex people. I don't know. She was, she, was, she was raised by, like, you know, all the staff, but, like, her... This They're is all... again really inappropriate for well, a child. Well, yeah, but you won't see that like audience. sex people and they all died of like syphilis or something. No, it's historical, isn't it? Because they all, they all you know, they all died of like syphilis. Okay, they died of TB. Whatever. They're all fucking dead. You're her family... unbelievable. Oh, her little, <laughs> she's a little girl and her family are dead. That's just what I want to get across. Okay, so 
<laughs> I'm a dad. Um, gets to... <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to put that there. Just, like, I'm not heartless, you know, I'm a family man. Um, anyway, He's qualified. Yeah, I am. Anyway, her family dies in India um, of a horrible disease. They all shit themselves to death. I don't know. Um, the, 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 the rectum is prolapsed. Anyway, so she gets sent to England. You wouldn't die from that. No, but uh, she didn't want to be around. Um, because she would household full of uh, rectal prolapses. So she uh, goes off to India uh, in a fucking train, right? Yeah. And uh, so she goes to this house, basically secret garden, um, family. Uh, the dad is off um, getting warred. He's in war. He's he's getting all warred up in war. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the he's war. He's having a right bit of war. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we were watching Atonement, um, there was a lot of men getting warred up in that. Yeah, there was, they were um, coming down with the right case of the war. It was a lot of war. So they're off in war, um, and she uh, finds, like, um, a, uh, no, she meets a garden boy. Let's um, A garden boy? A garden boy. Now, is this a, a boy that works in the garden, or is he some sort of garden fairy creature type garden no, it boy. hasn't taken a fantasy horror it's not a troll film you know right. how much i like troll films but um we could get trolls now no we'll see um so basically he's called like dirk he's played by tom holland um a young tom holland um so at this point uh the the, the cecilia the main girl is played by a young sure sure saoirse ronan that's the one uh <laughs> saoirse ronan um and yeah so they meet, um, start getting on, you know, friendship, yada, yada, yada. They, there's a sick boy, her cousin or whatever, yeah. like in the secret garden. They find him, but, and, and they find this, uh, this secret garden. So, essentially, it's like the secret garden so far. You, you, are, you do seem to be just describing the secret garden, but This like. is just the beginning. This is like the first yeah, because, 15 because, minutes. Because, of course, they're not going into the secret garden, are they? They're going into Cecilia's Lady Garden. Lady Garden. garden. Right, so they go into the Lady Garden. No, they go into the garden, right? But instead, this is where our movie takes a twist. Because instead of um, uh, taking the uh, sick boy, he's all, you know, he's got like spores, he's got bacterial spores. He's always, ah, the spores! Wheel me into the garden! And they're like, put him in like a fucking wheelbarrow and they wheel his sick fucking white pale body into the garden. He's like, ah, the spores! Um, so they put him into the fucking garden, but instead of, uh, you know, him all coming to life and blah, 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 um, they execute him and they kill him and bury him. Whoa. Um, because they put him out of his misery because he's, he's a fucking, you know, he's Just dying. Just a mercy kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his parents are like keeping him alive because his dad wants to come back and see him when he comes back from war, but he's at war. So they're just pumping him full of shit and keeping him alive. Um, so they take him to the garden, do him in. Uh, Dirk, the garden boy, fucks off. Um, she, and the, and yeah, and so <laughs> <laughs> she gets sent away, I think, because um, they don't, they think Dirk's done it, but they don't think she's involved. Right. Um, and she, but she gets sent away to um, a distant aunt, another house, right? And she's. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant like a distant ant as in like a small insect no very why, far why do you away. want to keep turning this into a horror or fantasy movie <laughs> i think okay. that just make it a more interesting yeah okay oh film. it's not interesting enough it, it's period dramas red get this for interesting 
Kira Knightley. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, she's the aunt. She's ginger. Um, she, she, she's drunk all the time uh, because her husband committed suicide. She's left with seven ginger girls, seven children that she had all at once. Um, she, <laughs> well, yeah, they're like, I don't know what you call seven children, you know, like. Septuplets. Sept, is it? I'm guessing. I don't know. Um, yeah, so them. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's, I mean, she's never, <laughs> and she, she's never quite recovered from, uh, well, the birth and the suicide of, uh, her husband, um, after, who was probably gay, who was gay. Um, <laughs> and so she's really depressed about that, but then, um, and there's like this garden man, a garden man this time. A garden time, man, a garden boy. as well as the garden boy. No, this is a different... Yeah, this is the garden man in her grounds. A groundskeeper, if you will. Probably played by, like, fucking Brendan Gleeson or, or, or Cole Meany or uh, <laughs> Sean fucking Bean. Have you got any... Yeah, are you okay at this point? You know no, no, it's good. I, I'm excited by the prospect of a drunk Kira Knightley. I yes. think this is something that we haven't seen. I think it's exactly the right sort of, like, character shift that I think she could do. And would be interesting. Uh, I'd enjoy seeing her. I just want to see Kira Knightley pissed. <laughs> yeah. Don't we yeah. all? Yeah. So uh, the groundskeeper, Cecilia suspects the groundskeeper is a bit of a nonce. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, so because he, he dotes over the girls a lot. He hangs around with them. Mm. Um, you know, but then like she follows him to his shed and she sees him take his trousers off. And he's got like this diseased fucking pile of um, black genitals so right. he's all like he's all like disease because i just want a lot of disease to be in this movie because right. that was like period stuff you know what i mean because everyone had a fucking disease okay but, like the plague or cholera or something again i do have what this is what you did say that this was meant to be like a children's period no drama, I, I said and you've it's got disease weird. testicles <laughs> and lady gardens and this doesn't scream it's children's quite, entertainment well it's all quite medical and if you look back onto a lot of that sort of old school historical kid stuff some of it was quite you know harsh and uh <laughs> okay all right well it just bear with me, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, anyway, I think he's a bit ashamed about that. And maybe it's revealed that he was in love with Kira Knightley's husband or what, or, 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 or her. I don't know what you think, the groundskeeper. But anyway, mm. he kills himself. Maybe he kills Kira Knightley. Maybe Kira Knightley kills herself. And Cecilia gets sent away to another house <laughs> for act three. Okay. Uh, the final act. <laughs> were um so yeah anyway the, 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 the no um, i either kira kira knightley runs off possibly with a band of musical gypsies right okay <laughs> uh, yeah like no. from transylvania or something I don't yeah, know. yeah um i think kira will be really yeah, up for, yeah. for this role the priest takes celia and all the girls uh, this this fat, like, greedy, sweaty old priest uh, and his weird um, wife, um, like, take all the girls in. Um, and so that's their final place. They're going to live with them. But then they quickly realize that um, they're cannibals and they want to fucking eat the kids. So they start eating all the seven ginger kids. Cecilia gets... Uh, but then Cecilia's, like, going to go, oh, God, I'm going to fucking die. But then Dirk, the garden boy, comes back. And um, helps her 
do away with the priest <laughs> and uh, his wife, and then they fucking run off, possibly with the gypsies from Transylvania. Right. Uh, the end. Right. So, um, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot there, <laughs> Mike, again. I'm just, again, really confused by... I mean, you you started this pitch with the promise of uh, a wholesome children's period drama, but what you've given us is sort of bubonic testicles and and seven ginger children being eaten alive. That's the title to this episode right there. So carry on. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a you're juxtaposing themes here. What? It, it, but okay, but whatever if you think it's unsuitable for kids blah blah blah. Essentially, it's a banging period drama. What's the title of this movie? Well, we need a title. Okay. So um, what were the what cast were the... members, I think? We've got... What were your working titles again? They, they were, were very shit, disparate, were... weren't yes, they? Yes, yes. Because the story has twisted and turned throughout my mind over, over time. It's definitely twisted. Thanks. Uh, yeah, there was Cecilia's Forbidden Lady Garden, The Lady Garden, The Spores. Apparently her father has TB. Um, we could <laughs> call it... Um, I remember the groundskeeper had some character names. It was like... You'd have things like, oh, they were staying at Croxley Manor or um, Big Bill Bassington. That was uh, Colmini's character um, <laughs> with the bulbous knob. Uh, or was that Sean Bean? Anyway, or Brendan Gleeson. We'll, we'll, we'll audition all of them and check out the testicles. Sorry, can you clarify? Is it the knob that is diseased or the testicles or both? Both. The whole both. thing. The yeah. whole thing. It's sort of a black, leaking, messy oh. sort of... Uh, if you ever seen that movie, The Blob, or... And you're <laughs> planning to show this in the movie, Brendan Gleeson with a leaky black knob? Yeah, I mean, we'll get flashes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't see the problem. What? It's just... It's, it's just a lot. It's very visual. You know, I'll, I'll try and give you a little bit of credit. Like, when I was watching Atonement, I think... I would have enjoyed it more if there was someone with some bulbous genitals. I think it, or, or like, you know, if someone did cannibalize a child in atonement, I think it would have held my attention a little bit more. So I will, I've got to give you a little bit of credit this week. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, and yeah, it would be made by obviously Merchant Ivory, um, who made Rem Remains of the Day and, you know, all those. Uh... It's like this classy film studio that do a lot of period dramas. Yes. Yes, they're known for it. And what are they called again? Merchant Ivory. Do you, what do you think we should call it? Hmm. Cecilia's Death Garden. <laughs> um, I quite like just Cecilia's Garden. Okay, yeah, that's a safe bet. I'm sensing Oscars. Okay, my pitch. Uh, my pitch is uh, about a feud. A feud. Because one thing that annoys me about a lot of period dramas, they're all like love stories, but they're all a bit sort of like schmaltzy and smarmy, right? And it's always about love. And I thought, wouldn't it be more interesting if a period drama was about hate and about, you know, disdain for one another? Uh, so this movie is about a feud between two English gentlemen, right? Uh, they've got proper English gentleman names. English, okay. Right. The first one is called Grayson Harley Piper. Nice. Yeah? Yeah. 
proper rich boy name. Right, yeah. Are you enjoying that name? I, I am, yeah. It's quite tasty, isn't it? It is. And his, uh, his rival is James Huxley. Ah, James Huxley. Yeah. Right, yeah. You can feel it, can't you? I you, felt it. You know who they are from reading their names. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I thought, like, James Huxley, uh, he's going to be played by, like, a Robert Patterson. Right. Um, and Fresh from filming Sex Bitch, the Ariana Sex Bitch Chronicles. Yeah, when's that out, Mike? Uh, very soon, actually. Cool. Um, it has been banned in some countries, <laughs> but um, yeah. I hope they ban it in ours. Well, fingers crossed, uh, <laughs> they will. Uh, because I don't want to see it, but I will take the money. <laughs> um, and a Grayson Harley Piper, who's the other one, he's going to be played by, I think... Uh, either Tom Hiddleston or one of the Hemsworths. One of the Hemsworths. Yeah. Any, any of them. Take your pick. Yeah? Okay. The idea I had in mind for this is sort of, it, it's a bit similar to the movie Rush. If you know that, it's a, a Ron Howard movie. The about, racing car movie. Yeah, yeah, with about Nicky Lauder and uh, James Hunt. Uh, they're sort of like professional rivals um, where... Good the, ri- the rivalry in the sport sort of becomes a bit too much and there are consequences. I, I don't want to spoil it. It's a great film. I would highly recommend that. But that's what I'm sort of getting at, this sort of testosterone, masculine, manly sort of rivalry. Right. These two English... But what's the setting? These two English gentlemen, are the rich English gentlemen. Well, the movie takes place throughout their lives. Right. So we'd actually probably have, uh, you know, young actors playing them, uh, you know, uh, at various stages in their roles. And then as they grow up, they be- they are eventually played by the Hemsworths yeah. and Robert Patterson. Yeah. Is, yeah. Like, is it a rags to riches story? Like The Greatest Showman, but without the banging tunes. Oh, no, mate. This is much more in line with uh, most period dramas. This is a riches to riches story. Holy shit. <laughs> that old classic uh, oh. Austin <laughs> gimmick. Yeah. Um, oh, of course. Come and, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, of course. So basically, like, uh, it, it'd start off and they'd be in, like, they'd be in, you know, boarding school. Yes. You know, they'd be growing up in boarding school and they'd have sort of like a, a rivalry at boarding school. They'd bully each other. Is this they'd autobiographical? Is this, is this your life? <laughs> no, I, I am not Grace and Harley Piper. You, and you never will be with that attitude. <laughs> Carry on. So they'd have like school pranks and stuff. I think that would lead to one of them being expelled. I think Robert Patterson or James Huxley, as he's known in this piece. um, He'd be expelled. And then uh, they wouldn't meet for years until they meet on the battlefields of World War One. Oh, right. Okay. So they, yeah. So they meet up after having this sort of feud in school. They've sort of got like this sort of bond over time where they sort of like keep meeting each other. But they become sort of friends as well. Well, that's what the film is about. It's sort of about how they hate each other, but that hatred in itself is a love. They're sort of like tied together. Frenemies. They are exactly frenemies. Period. Frenemies. They are exactly like Bette Davis and Joan Crawford. They are frenemies. Uh, so in, in so what's the feud? Of, why do they hate each other ultimately? They're just they like, I mean, I'm sure I mean, we could it. come up with some specific things to kick it all off, but they're just. I'm sure you have people in your life that you are just enemies with. Like it's just a natural thing, you know. They, they are they are polar opposites of each other. They just bang heads. So yeah, they meet in World War One, but I think in World War One, one of them would like save the other one's life. Right. And that's where it sort of like becomes 
sort of muddy? Do they hate each other? Do they love each other? Mm-mm-mm. What is this sort of relationship? Is it a bit homoerotic? I think we could definitely allude to some homoeroticism. Ramp it up! At some point. I think there should be a scene where the tension is undeniable. Maybe something happens, maybe something doesn't, but the tension is undeniable. Um, and then when they get back home after the war, um, I think they enter into sort of like a business relationship, but one of them fucks over the other one. So, you know, like, like they thought they were friends after they'd saved each other's lives in World War One, but then they're like, they, they fucked each other over proving that they are still sort of enemies at the core. I think they could enter into a love triangle, maybe with Florence Pugh, because I think this seems like... But you fucking hate her. <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of Florence Pugh at the moment because I think she is being given working class roles. I have no problem with Florence Pugh playing a dead, posh because she's going to be in Midsummer. Because that is what she is. Like she's going to yeah. be in Midsummer, and which is going to be our favourite film. We've already decided. And I can't ever. wait for Midsummer <laughs> because it's about you know some travelling poshos. Yeah. So but obviously I, it makes sense her being in it. I like her, but I probably haven't seen enough uh, of her stuff. I saw The Falling, which I quite liked. Um, I think she's a fabulous actress. I, I think she's actually really good for period stuff because she's yes. got that sort of like. Uh, like old English sort of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Macbeth is a film. She's a period drama, who, which I've been recommended of hers. Yeah. So I, I, I am being cruel, that. by the way. She is undeniably yeah. talented. She is fantastic. <laughs> and I think we could have some really good, like sort of more mature English actresses playing strong matriarchal roles. People like Emma Thompson or Maggie Smith. Fantastic. You know, sort of give it that sort of woman's edge. Safe hands. Period drama. Safe hands, those. Why not splash a bit of Dame Judi Dench in there? Oh, why not? uh, Joan Plowright or... uh, Celia Emery. Yes, thank you. Fucking A. Um, Dame Eileen Atkins. Have that. (laughs) Or, you know, whatever. There's so much scope there. Olivia Colman. Yeah, carry on. Uh, For the title, I'm thinking this should be called Disdain. Disdain! Because that's like posh for hate, isn't it? Is it? Yes, it is. I don't know, you're posh. I'm not. <laughs> uh, I'm working class. I'm the groundskeeper. With, uh, no, without the um, leaking bulbous pussy genitals. And uh, to, to direct this, I'm thinking someone like Baz Luhrmann. Oh. Who to... did uh, Great Gatsby. He did the uh, most recent Romeo and Juliet. Australia. Australia, sort yeah. Of sweeping epic. Is yours going to be a sweeping epic? Is it going to be. It's going to be like flashy. Because you know? could, could you not have Joe Wright, the guy who did Atonement? I think we could. But I think this is a little bit more on the sort of like flashy side i think this is a little bit you know you've got two hunks in the lead role and it's very much a you know it knows what it is this this is a bit of eye candy this film it's something for the ladies you know who doesn't want to see robert patterson gay off with one of the hemsworths so does he actually go off like it's but, so what to, is the crux least. of this film? Where's the what else is they in hate, there? You know, they've that's got, it. They just hate each other. They have a symbiotic just... relationship where they are drawn to right. each other, but they also but hate then each other. Surely there's got to be some big fucking twist or some big fucking fat thing. I think early in their relationship, one of their disagreements turns out like basically one of them finds a truth behind that disagreement, and they turn out to be you know not as bad as they they 
they once thought. A similar to atonement in the in the way that she oh, yeah, slowly yeah. finds out yeah. that, so um, it's that sort of what style. she saw wasn't mm. um, as as bad as she as she thought. Yes, well, that's what I liked about atonement. It's all about perspectives and different perspectives and context. I think that my film would have a big sort of a finale scene, sort of climactic scene, where one of them does the eulogy at the other one's funeral. Oh. And he sort of tells a story of, like, how their hatred is 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 love and how he is dearly sorry that he's he's lost a friend that day. <laughs> yeah, you're crying. Yeah, you see? Right. Already um, better than Atonement. Yeah, yeah. Um... Okay. <laughs> and we've got that time hop that they've got as well, yeah. just like a tone. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. Well, I mean, it, it's a fucking, yeah, it's been out for a long time. <laughs> um, so, but which one survives? Which one dies? I think that James Huxley, who is Robert Patterson, dies. I be- and who's you know, the other guy? Uh, Grayson Perry. Harley Piper. <laughs> Played by? Either Tom Hiddleston or yeah. the Hemsworths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them in one. <laughs> as one super um, character like Voltron but <laughs> but uh, James Huxley who's Robert Patterson he's died because uh, you know he he's the one that gets expelled earlier on and I think that he sort of spirals a little bit he's a bit more of like your poet type he's a bit sort of darker right. a bit gothier and he sort of gets into heroin goes into like the opium dens nice um, and see he sort of has a bit more a few more demons than uh Grace and Harley Piper, who's a bit bit more of a jock, a bit more of a lad's lad. Right. Um, at any point, will there be a young, frail, pale child in a wheelbarrow be brought out into a garden going, The spores! The spores, mother! Absolutely not. Wheel me into a garden and murder me! Sorry. Uh, anything like that. You don't seem enthused by this at all. <laughs> Well, it's all a bit oh, two lads. <laughs> oh, are you let's... are you a, a cisgendered straight man having a a go at me, I'm... a non-binary person for making a movie that is too laddie? I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And finally, I'm going to take a stand. Anything to add? Any any questions about the film? Uh, no, I like it. I can see um, sweeping shots. I can see sweeping score. What did you mention? Love interests. Um, well, is that is what Flo- the, Florence is... Pugh was mentioned? Yeah, of course, of course, Florence Pugh. Anyone else? Any other? I minor hadn't thought of anyone specifically. Characters anywhere? You know, if I mean it, because if you're going over the whole life. Then you know there's got to be some other characters. I think I think Timothy Spall could make an appearance. Of as a course he can. Yeah, yeah, I want him in mine as well. Sean Bean. He's an actor. Sean Bean is an actor. <laughs> well done. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could really see him with like a bulbous black leaking uh, cock and balls. Couldn't you? Right. Well, let's leave this episode here, shall we? <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> We're going to be back next week, but if you listen to this podcast, uh, let us know, because we're pretty sure that we're just shouting into the void of the internet. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And we've started shouting pretty weird things now, so please help. (laughs) We're pretty certain some people are listening. We just don't know who you are or where you are. So give us a tweet. We're on Twitter, um, at Bong Movie, or you can find us on Facebook, uh, Movie Bong, 
and uh, send us a message. Let us know what genres you'd like us to cover. Yeah, or if you've got any uh, pitch ideas yourself, or if you want to um, give any suggestions on our pitches, or you know, just um, mention any that you liked. Just yeah, just get in touch. I think basically what we're trying to say is we are very lonely, <laughs> and we we just we just like to hear from someone. You know, once in a while. Someone else, yeah. Mum, if you're out there. Yeah, we're, we're, we're sick of each other. <laughs> cool. See you next week. Bye.